You're listening to a Mash Those Buttons podcast. Visit mashthosebuttons.com for a full podcast schedule. Hello and welcome to another episode of Watchpoint Radio, Mash Those Buttons podcast dedicated to Overwatch and its community. I am Jared, also known as Ja, and I'm here with Bobby Schistler, also known as Blazing Bob. Hey, 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 Ja, back in business. Absolutely. And I'm also here with Josh Kender, also known as Kender. Yo, yo, what's up? It's your boy, Skinny Penis. Yes, and we are recording episode number 122, uh, recording on August 22nd for release on August 23rd. If you have noticed, it is a little bit late, a day late, and we did that because we knew that, you know, some information is going to be coming out of Gamescom, and we wanted to make sure we got that in the show. So, uh, a day late, but I think it was worth it. But, uh, you know, today we're obviously going to talk about Gamescom a bit. We're going to talk about that new Diva short and the new map that they showed, Busan. Uh, we're also going to get into some changes on the PTR, and then we're going to talk a little bit about Game Sense to wrap up the show. Before we do that, though, I'd like to welcome anybody listening for the very first time. Thank you very much for checking out Watchpoint Radio. Uh, you know, for the new people, this is a sh- Overwatch show about you know news and competitive and esports. But the primary focus of the show is the community and the state of the game. So even when we do talk about those topics, the focus is on the community and the state of the game. Uh, if you do enjoy the show, you can follow us on Twitter at twitter.com slash watchpointradio. And we'd also love to have you on as a part of our Discord community on discord.me slash mash those buttons. And as always, I'd like to welcome or thank our returning listeners, You know whether it is your first time you're listening or your 121st time you're listening. We thank you guys for, you know, coming back we every week and uh, you know we do this for you so um besides that uh no new subscribers this week uh but we do have a, a new patron um uh fyn flood i think it's just f and flood i think that's what the way it's supposed to be pronounced f and flood i just call him flood when i talk to him on discord to avoid the awkward part of having to pronounce his name properly but now i have to so i'm pretty sure it's f and flood uh thank you very very much now if you're mad your at him do you say F and Flood? F and Flood. <laughs> nah, I don't think I don't think I've been mad at him. So most of the time we've been playing in gold, and I'm usually pretty, yeah, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Even, I'm usually mad we played at the last other night, and it was like we were all, we were all on our alt accounts. It was really laid back and everything. We were getting our asses handed handed to us a couple of times on some dumbass mistakes, and it was still like, yeah, yeah, whatever. <laughs> None of the salt power. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. It, was, it did make a difference. So, but um, yeah. Once again, thanks a lot for your support. Really do appreciate it. Uh, we do have some community feedback from Adam one five two from iTunes. He says, "I started playing OW ten months ago and started listening to this show eight months ago. My knowledge of how to play this game and its heroes grew exponentially after I began listening to WPR and prepared to attack." 
When I listened for the first time, the personalities of John Bob hooked me for good. I was skeptical when I heard you were adding a third host, but Kinder has been a great addition. I really appreciate that you don't crap on console players like myself. Thank you for the quality info and entertaining episodes each week, gentlemen. One last thing. Job, don't let Bob get too big for his britches. Does getting into Masters give him uh, give you a free ticket to interrupt as many times as you want? Well, as a Masters <laughs> player, I believe it does, my friend. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but thank you very much for uh for the kind words adam really glad you're uh enjoying the show and prepared to attack glad it's uh definitely helping you out and um i'm not sure if you're in discord or not but we like we have people who do play console on a regular basis in discord so you know you should come in there if you're not in there and, and hook up with those guys and then you know we have been doing game nights so on console specifically so uh you know we love to have you there it'll be pretty awesome so you know thanks a lot again uh, before we get to our main topics, let's catch up with how everybody's been doing this week in Overwatch. Who wants to go first? Have you played Overwatch at all? Okay. Yeah, so uh got to play a little bit in Cavalry Game Night last uh, last weekend. It was pretty cool. Uh, I only got to play a few maps because I thought in between a map I could upgrade my car... My car computer system to the new Apple Play thing. Well, that takes about an hour where you have to have the engine running i should have read the full directions through before starting it but i was pretty spent after that so i left game night and just watched some tv played a little bit of detroit but then monday night we did uh do a little bit of the podcaster six uh we had four of the main crew me mel andreas and death and death blow added with Jay Lee and Big Juicy Hog. And we played four or five games. We won all the Koth maps and lost all the two CP maps. So we're really, I mean, dominant on Koth. But I tried a little bit of Hammond. It was ugly. Uh, playing Ryan against Hammond has been a little bit, I mean, I'm still new to it, but man, if the Hammond's smart, like I'm swinging and I'm missing because he's in another spot, I would have to get a little bit more preemptive with the with the swings on Hammond and playing Hammond. Ugh, <laughs> that was a train wreck. Uh, I'm gonna have to do a lot of practice because I like to hit jump a lot, and that breaks the that breaks the 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 tether. Thinking about changing the space bar to crouch for Hammond because hitting control in midair while looking down when you're trying to hit your targets is not the easiest either for me at least. But yeah, it's been pretty fun easing myself back in before I go back to playing hours every night. Plus I still have a lot to do with the house and stuff, but that'll be done next week. So I'm good. What about you, Kinder? I actually had a pretty decent week. Uh, beginning of the week, I played uh, quite a bit of comp and actually got in with some really great people on uh, on the group find. What, what what is it actually called? I forget. Uh, sorry, it's Looking been a long for day. Group? Looking, Looking for, for group. group. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> it's been a long day, man. Um, I got in with a couple of groups, and uh, both of them actually. Uh, kind of asked if I ever did any radio or anything, because I, I do use my good mic in the game chat. And I was like, well, 
boy, do I got a show for you. <laughs> Dude, that happens and, quite often, I think. I know, right? And uh, so I got to plug the show and everything. And uh, the second group, they didn't, none of them believed me for shit. And uh, I sent them to the website and they're like, oh shit, there's your name right there. Ken, you're really like part of this. And uh, one of them had heard of Watchprint Radio, but wasn't a podcast listener. And uh, so now we have a new listener. <laughs> nice, nice. Uh, I had some really good games with those those guys. Play a little bit of Hammond and Comp. Um, I, I think he just kind of works out for me, uh, partially because I use Crouch as one of my mouse buttons, so the ground slam is just super easy for me. Um, and you know, he's, he's just he's a super good dive character, and that's what I play uh, with Maining Diva and and Winston things like that. So he just kind of works for me. And then I played last night uh, with Jaw, and who else is there? Big Juicy Hog. Uh, I can't remember who all was in our group, but uh, we were just playing on alt accounts and Goldie Low and had a lot of uh, interesting compositions, to say the least. But uh, it was a good time. We had a lot of fun. Didn't really have to worry about getting triggered or anything. It was just kind of laid back and a really good time. What about you, Jeff? Uh, I have stopped playing my uh, my main accounts, like period. I just stopped playing them at this point, especially once I saw the seven day warning come up. That's the warning that you don't play your main accounts anymore. For those who don't know, like it's just a, you're gonna have a bad time. You're gonna have a bad time because people are hopping in. Like we saw a guy yesterday who, uh, we actually saw several people yesterday who were just um, they were just doing placements. Now uh, my alt account know? was in placements. <laughs> yeah, they, they 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 were just doing like their alt account or something like that. They ha- one guy had spent. It was a new account. He was fresh twenty five and only played Bastion. Those are the types of players you're going to get the last seven days. I honestly think they should remove that warning. They need to remove the end of season warning uh, because it just tell it just signals the players to get on your alts, or it tells people who don't normally play to play so they can get their uh, competitive points. And I think it would be better off if they got rid of it, or only or only brought it up the last like 48 hours. The season <laughs> ends in 48 hours, like something well, like that. You couldn't you take advantage of that situation if you six stacked? If you six stacked, yes, you totally could. If you six stack, but then again, take you have to remember if you six stack, you're probably going to get another six stack who's also looking to take advantage of the situation, so it may not work out either. True, yeah, but it's no different from you know your average everyday season where you're normal facing everyday six season. Stack. Yeah, no, that you're right. I'm not saying don't six stack. I'm just saying like. You may not get that. Like, oh, man, we're going to get me and roll these fools. Like, no, nah, I don't think that's going to happen. I'm hoping yeah, for so, all LFG looking do placements. Yeah, <laughs> I was going to say, don't go in LFG if you're going to stick stack. You want to stack with people you know. Yeah, yeah. Like, LFG, well, I haven't played LFG um, in the higher ELOs recently. Uh, the account that I've been playing is in gold. And it was like, once again, this is actually the same situation I had with my main, well, the jaw account, which I just used as practice for whatever. Um, at some point, I'm, I'm having the same problem with this account that I had with that account. But I pulled that account up to like 2,900. And um, this the Church of Jaw account, I want to pull that up to a higher ELO because that's the one where I'm probably the least cooperative on that one because i'm trying out <laughs> new characters like when i I'm, I'm gonna get into it but i've been playing hammond only for like the past five days and because of that i have had to turn my team chat off period because as soon as something's not going right they immediately blame the hammond 
Like they like it's it's the old Hanzo thing or Hanzo United. It's now it's Hammond because he's the new <laughs> character. But I'll get back into that. But yeah, I'm I'm trying to get that account up. And we were I was playing with uh actually F and Flood and Jester one night. And F and Flood, we were having some pretty bad games. He could tell you about it. But when Jester got on, I was already on tilt, but I went full tilt once Jester got on because it was just like unbullied. And this is before the seven day warning. It's just be like I don't understand how you have a silver border, a gold border, and you just can't get the basics. You know, like you can't and like and you try to tell them what to do or not what to do, or you give them some advice, like like they're like somebody asks, Well, what's going on? And I tell them what's going on, like we're losing or we're not making it through because of XYZ and nothing changes. And I just went full tilt and I told him, I was like, Look, dude, um, I'm done. I'm gonna be playing Hammond for the rest of the night. This is mid match. <laughs> And we actually came back and won that match when I started playing Hammond. And somebody's like, we need a shield tank. I'm like, if you want a shield tank, you be the shield tank. It was, like one, of the, it was one of those nights. That's, I was hot. That's one of the hardest <laughs> things I find about playing in lower, in lower helos is I want to tell people, look, this is, this is good info. This is how you should play. But you have no credibility with them at all. So you could say, oh, I have, a, I have accounts in Diamond, blah, blah, blah. But that's just going to make you look like an asshole, and then they're going to listen yeah. even less. And they they're won't like, believe oh, anyway. sure. Everybody yeah. says that. Everybody says that. Yeah. Like, this is just a smurf. So you, you just but, have to try and give information without sounding like you're telling – you just have to babysit. You have to walk on egg, on, on eggshells if you want to actually give information out. Right. What was yeah, interesting so- is last night we started off playing in like mid-glow gold somewhere around in there. And, you know, of course, comps were bad. And like there was one comp we had where we were running full dive um, otherwise. But then the last two people that were grouped together went Ryan Bastion with the rest of us running dive. What the f- but uh, nope. then we got some other people on uh, Hog and whoever the other guy was that we had playing with us. And that brought us up to near diamond overall ELO. And we were playing much better games. Uh, you know, we were just, we were winning more uh, at a higher ELO, which is, you know, you wouldn't think that would be a thing. That could come, that could come down to, we lost one of our games uh, when we were playing Monday to flanking McCree and he was doing dumb flanks, but we just didn't expect it to keep happening. So we kept falling for it. And that's the type of things you won't see in a higher ELO six. Well, I think it was more so that, we that you know a third of our team were just being dumbasses like that like <laughs> at the lower elo when you get to the higher elo even if you can't communicate with them even if uh you know they're doing their own thing at least mechanically they're better off right you know what i'm saying and that's kind of the thing but yeah we were doing better once we got the higher elo and that was um andres from double tap we were playing with because he um he uh yeah, he he's the one who brought. He played his main like he didn't care. I told him I was like, dude, I'm only playing Hammond. He's like, that's fine. <laughs> so we uh, he was playing well, his main. Yeah. Actually, came out positive. Guys, yeah, were you guys playing the Sombra Hammond dive at the end? No, yeah. like we were just fucking around. Like we were playing. I was playing Hammond. Somebody was playing Doomfist. That's that. You know? you're, you're sounded closer and closer. Hammond, Doom. Uh, so, Sombra. Yeah, at the end, we were playing that. Uh, maybe uh, not Lucio, on purpose, but we were. Oh yeah, Anna. Dre did play some Sombra a bit. But yeah. the funny thing was, like, the, when me because be 
not last night, but a few nights ago, me and I think it was Sunday, me and Andres ran Ham and Doomfist. And all we kept doing, like I was getting my ultimate so fast. And I would just go and I drop the mines. And of course, they move out the mines. And then Dre would just be sitting there waiting for them to run away from it and punch them right back into it. <laughs> <laughs> like so we what, just kept doing it over and over. What, uh, it was hilarious. What Death was telling me to do with that is you go up, you get ready to slam, you drop your ult right above everybody, slam. And then they're and just stuck. Yeah, yeah, they just drop down on them. But you guys also stream that on twitch.tv slash mash those buttons, right? Uh, I can't. We streamed last night. Oh, um, I thought I thought that's what you were talking about was last yeah, night. Yeah, we streamed last night. I don't think we streamed Sunday. Uh, but no, yeah, we streamed last night, not Sunday. But yeah, I mean, yeah, I've been, I don't know, I've been playing Hammond like non-stop i mean since i was playing him so much i got a little tired sometimes so it was like okay if i could see that i can get the team to advance i'll switch to a different character and like do that you know and then like get back on hammond <laughs> um so uh but yeah i mean i i don't know if i'm ready to play him at a higher elo yet but i definitely have a much better understanding of the character and i can i can see weaknesses i can exploit with other characters for now i do play him into his counters just to see what the limits of that is like if they have if they pick a mccree if they pick a may i'm not going to counter pick right away and it depends on the map so for example like with hanamura they had a may on the first point but they made the mistake of letting me get to the bell so basically what happens is I see the May. <laughs> look, 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 the May is trying to get me. I tether to the bell and I turn around fast enough before she can freeze me and I knock her clear off the point. And all that takes care of that problem. Nice. <laughs> yeah. well, I love doing so much with him is uh, if you can, get, you can get really good at it really fast, but uh, using his tether and then kind of slingshotting past areas and it comes, it's got such a short cooldown. It feels like. You can just yeah. slingshot through the team, knock them all back. They all come for you, and then by the time they get close enough to you, you're ready to do it again. Slingshot back through, and your team's like just fucking in there if they're right. paying attention. Well, if you want to try it, Go yeah. Ahead. If you want to try it in us in the podcaster six, I'll like the way the strategy works is it's the main tank. Like I'll trade roles so you can try it out because. We were trying to maybe move death over to it because I was just sucking at it whenever we tried. So we were moving back to more traditional comps like dive or like death ball. But if you want to try right. it, we can totally try it, and I can just switch roles. I mean, I wouldn't mind giving it a try. Like at first, it was it, I get at first I couldn't coordinate anything with anybody. Right, like I, that was part that was me. of like the issue. I couldn't coordinate anything. But once you get a little bit of a feel for it. I can at least tell you what's about to happen. You know, like I had a, um, on defense, actually on Hanamura, actually in that first doorway. Um, I just, one time, one or more than one time, I swing through, pushed everybody back. And then I'm looking down. I'm like, yo, the mercy didn't get pushed back. I'm gonna push her into the group. And then like, I just swing back around, bow, push her into our group. She just gets clapped on. And then they just like, well, I guess we're just going to sit here for 10 seconds. Then aren't we? <laughs> you know, that's because that's, they had no choice. Nice. So I got a little bit better. Plus, oh, I love playing Hammond against Lucio 
beautiful. Oh, it's yeah. fucking amazing because he's just with his little fucking skates in the air when you pile drive <laughs> and you just got to shoot him down as he comes down. Like he loses so much health. Like if you do it properly, like if you pile drive and are shooting him on the way down, which isn't that difficult because he's it's hit scan. Um, he'll have, he should have, I don't know, less than 25% of his health left. If you do yeah, it well, properly. Yeah. If you hit him, if you actually hit him, you do 100 damage, and it does less damage the further out you are. So, yeah, I mean. Yeah. Yeah, the, I, that was another combo that I saw someplace where someone was up top. They shoot. Then they go back into ball slam. So they have the, they have the more damage on them. So, yes, yeah, I can totally yeah. see that. Yeah, like it's like, – people who are mobile – it's it, it's it works really well you just gotta like so at first when i started playing him and when i pile drove i just like slammed down and i was shooting anybody i could which by, by default i think you're gonna shoot tanks because they're the biggest bodies which is not the best way to use your resource i had to actually stop myself from doing that and sometimes only set up a pile drive when i saw a healer you know what i'm saying like if i saw yeah. the healer then okay i'm gonna go i'm gonna go in i'm gonna knock back I'm a pile drive. I'm a killer healer, and that raised my efficiency um, by a lot. He's also really good at clearing sim turrets. Like if Sim has her turrets up someplace, you just go pile drive by them. Boom, they're gone. Hmm. So he's like the new Winston for that. Um, he's a good ca- bastion counter. He is a good bastion counter if you if you're careful. Like because um, you could do it in two ways, right? If it's like on a pirate ship or something like that. You can almost you can pretty easily knock back Bastion support team, right? What I have been able to do a few times successfully, which I'm still working on the technique, I will swing in. I will not as soon as I hear the sound that I'm knocking them back, I hit E to uh, get the shields so because they're not too far away from me. And before I touch down. I hit pile drive and pile drive down behind the bastion, which takes away health. And then you can outshoot him at that point. At that point, you can outshoot him, especially if he's not paying attention because you just get you just get right. behind him and you plug that little blue box of his. Or you do um, my favorite counter to bastion: just pick Lucio and stand on his head. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, and alternatively, you can actually just if you can swing in without them seeing you, uh, which is possible. You swing without them seeing you. You pile drive down right behind the bastion. You hit E because somebody's going to turn around and start shooting you. And uh, then you start plugging the bastion in the back. And you just get turned to a ball and roll the fuck out of there. <laughs> it's pretty is it just me it or does, it, does he feel a bit faster rolling than he does walking? Oh, he definitely feels faster rolling. I'm pretty sure he has the speed increase. When pretty, rolling. Oh, yeah. When rolling. Yeah. I'm not sure what it is, but it is definitely yeah. a speed increase. And then you can also swing around corners and get that full speed and you keep that for a good like second second and a half right yeah. i would do that a lot do the whole like uh star wars battle droid thing kind of like pile drive in get a few shots off especially for advancing with a reinhardt and then just kind of ball and roll back behind the ryan start shooting again you know uh it seems like a really effective way to get the hell out of there fast if you don't have your grapple off cooldown right the one thing I will say about him after using him for five days straight in several, several matches, like my win rate with him over the weekend was until yesterday was 80%. <laughs> you know, um, it was a hundred percent over the weekend. <laughs> so, <Yeah. laughs> but um, the one thing I will say that, and I never thought I would say this, 
is his ultimate needs a buff. His ultimate needs needs something yeah. done because it's way too easy to clear. I don't think it needs to track people. I don't think the mines need to be more powerful because if you get them in the mines, uh, they're going to get fucked up. But the thing that I don't like seeing is I don't like seeing that Reinhardt and, Br- and Brig can literally just start swinging and the, the, the bombs just drop, right? Or Reinhardt, more specifically, can put a shield up and walk right through them. Oh, I didn't know that. Like, they blow up, but they hit the shield. Interesting. <laughs> oh, see, I did a thing where Big Juicy Hog would bubble me, and I'd just charge through them and take out most of them. You can also charge through them while they're on the ground, and it'll disable them. I didn't know that. No, well, I didn't. It blew, but it, but you take the damage if you don't get bubbled or something like that. This is I'm talking about before, before they, they set activate. Up. Before oh. they activate, because they hit the ground first and then they come back up. Um, I don't mind when Reinhardt shatters and they get and they drop, or when Zenyatta uses his ult to counter it because they're they're also exploding there because it's, it's a it's a ult for ult trade, no problem. But just being able to swing and knock them down, I don't like that. I think one thing that will help them is. If um, no matter what touched them on contact, they exploded. I think that would help. Like instead of them just dropping to the ground, they actually like when Ryan swung his shield, they exploded instead of actually just going disabled. Because that does a couple things. One, Reinhardt pays a little bit for it because he's going to be far away enough that he doesn't get the full brunt of the impact, right? And if he has a healer with him, He'll stay alive, no problem. It's not like Hammond is getting his ultimate from that or anything like that. But it also changes the game in the fact that if the if you have allies in the field, maybe you shouldn't clear the field. Right? You know what I'm saying? Maybe you shouldn't hit the mines because then you're actually going to end up killing your allies. Or you shouldn't shatter because you're going to end up killing your allies. Zenyatta's a little different. Because you know he'll blow them up, but he's all he's also what healing for three hundred health per second, so it's not that big. It's not, it's not that big of a deal. Um, and I also don't think that the mines should be. You can, I don't think you should be able to disable the mines before they're actually set up. I, that's the thing because they they go down first, and that gives you. I've seen Reinhardt as soon as they touch the ground, a Reinhardt will just shatter them before they even get a chance to set up, and the the ultimate is completely moot. You know, and a lot of that also has to do with waiting. Don't get me wrong, because I'm not saying that he should just be able to pop his ultimate and it just kill people. Uh, it has a lot to do with timing. And actually, we're going to talk about this in Game Sense. This is going to actually—I didn't realize it, but this is going <laughs> um, to get into yeah. This is going to get into Game Sense a little bit later. But you should be tracking the Reinhardt ult to see when was the last time he used his ultimate. Is he going to be able to shatter my minds? But right now, that doesn't necessarily matter all that much because he could literally just swing through the field and, like, take it out. You know what I'm saying? So that's what I think about him. And I didn't think I would enjoy him as much. I didn't think he'd be that my, my type of character because, like, I didn't really like Doomfist. I don't like Genji or anything like that. But, um, yeah, no, I can see myself getting used to him and, pl- and playing with him and stuff like that. Um, I will say one thing about the Infinite Tether. I still think it should go away. But for now, since there is an infinite tether, the key to the infinite tether is knowing when to stop. <laughs> that is the key to the, to the infinite tether. And don't hit spacebar. 
<laughs> yes, right. also don't hit space bar. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, don't do that. That's a bad idea. But yeah, if you know, because there's so many times where the enemy was expecting me to make one more pass and come around. Like I had like, because, um, you know, Briggs can, they can stun it. Or if they were able to, uh, we'll talk about in the patch notes. So Briggs, Briggs can stun it. And I was coming around and the Brig was getting ready for the sun. I just stopped right short of where she's going to hit me. And she did it, and I went back and run the other way, and I hit her off the goddamn level. <laughs> oh, the salt was so good. It was so good. <laughs> now, when you uh, when you drop Hammond uh, mines in the air, do they still have the setup time, or do they start setting up as they're dropping? I haven't like, I'm tested not, that. I can't remember, because that's the, I ha- I've only dropped them in the air a few times. Most of the time, mm-hmm. I, liked the, I was dropping them on the ground so I could be a bit more precise, because you can fuck that up. By the way, like because yeah. when you hit Q, it doesn't just spit the mines out. When you hit Q, is there's an animation of the thing opening at the top, and then it spits the mines out. So you need to make sure you're supposed to be where you need to be. I think maybe half a second after you hit Q, which doesn't sound like a lot, but half a second is more than enough time for you to move out of position on your own by yourself, or for you to actually get knocked out of the uh, you know away by yourself so like just keep just keep that in mind but yeah i haven't used them in the air too much but i like death Blow's suggestion of uh that, that makes sense because usually i what i was doing was um uh i was pile driving first knocking in the air do the ultimate and then it when they came down the ultimate would still be on the ground but it will usually rise up and take a bunch of them out it's a more surefire way if you drop the ultimate from the air and then pile drive down to keep them in the air especially if it doesn't i'm guessing it's just a time frame before they activate and not when they hit the ground so it would make even more sense if you put them from above they activate before they hit the ground you're going to have much more you know ryan's not going to have time to deactivate them yada 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 right right Where i have to practice i have to go to the practice range they do spread I, out more from the air too that's another thing that's kind of that's what i was going to yeah yeah so i have to like take it to the practice range and see um one thing before we continue, did you guys see the video I posted in Discord where I set up that McCree alt? I didn't actually. I need to watch yeah. that real quick. <laughs> yeah, I set up basically. Um, that was actually a game where I was talking to McCree. McCree says he's going to use his alt. I said, Hold on a second, and I knocked him into the air. <laughs> I knocked this into the air, and uh, he got a three kill off of his alt. I'm actually watching it right now. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh that's sick <laughs> oh you need to uh put that link in the uh, in with the actual video with the show notes <laughs> or yeah in, in with the actual show notes rather <laughs> dude that was nasty and, uh, yeah what's it too another funny thing that i did but i forgot to hit highlight because i was dying laughing <laughs> i did a pile drive while junk rat did a um you well, a, a friendly junk rat use a concussion mine against an enemy uh brigitte she flew so far right <laughs> off the side of elios like i was dying the brig was like omg like <laughs> i can't believe that happened so yeah i've been i've been having fun with hammond so but um now it's a, it sounds like a good time to get into our main topics um the first is going to be gamescom so we we knew like i said we we delayed the episode because we knew 
Uh, some information is going to be coming out of Gamescom. But I got to be honest, boys, you're getting kind of predictable. Getting kind of predictable right now because we I'm pretty sure we called new map and uh, new cinematic. And that's exactly what we got. I was hoping for more. I was hoping for more. But let's be real. Uh, any real big thing they're going to do, BlizzCon is right around the corner. They're going to announce it at BlizzCon. But I was hoping maybe they'd put a teaser out there or like they kind of like, we're working on this thing, see more at BlizzCon, because that's not unheard of for companies to do that. Like, okay, we have some talk about some more podcast material or something like that. But no. <laughs> but, um... So the day before Gamescom, we finally got a little insight onto what's going on with Lego and Overwatch. Uh, it's kind of what we expected. It was the the Lego figurines or minifigures set. It's gonna there. I think they showed a couple heroes. It was like McCree, a Soldier seventy six. Uh, somebody said Zenyatta, but I don't think they're going to have a Zenyatta. To be perfectly honest with you, uh, they definitely um, have a Mercy as well. There was they have a, a Mercy. I think they had a Moira. Uh, and you know we'll see, but yeah, it's gonna be like a Lego Lego mini figurine set that you're not gonna be able to find anywhere because everybody's gonna be buying them even if they don't like Legos. So uh, there's there's that, uh, but no information from that. No talk of a Lego movie so far, a Lego animation with Overwatch, which that that relieved me. I was relieved because yeah, if you release a Lego Overwatch movie before you actually put out some serious lore content. <laughs> like i i don't want to see it i don't want to hear it like I, like I don't want to deal with it like what 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 we want is some pre, is like some serious lore content when it comes to overwatch we do um, actually have the characters that are being released with the legos okay uh, so they okay go ahead Yeah, there, there's six silhouettes here they are Widowmaker, reinhardt uh that may be reapers and yada it's kind of weird it's a weird silhouette uh, Genji, Soldier 76, Mercy, and McCree. I'll, I'll post the screenshot in our Discord here. Okay. Oh, so that Ryan. That's right. He does have that thing on his eye. I forgot. Right. So that's what I was, yeah, I was thinking about, like, when I saw the thing on the eye, I thought it was Moira, but good point. It is, it is, uh, Reinhardt. Okay. But yeah, like, like I was saying, I was just glad that they weren't doing some type of Overwatch Lego movie. Because let's be real, like it's it'll be satire. That's what the that's what the over right. that's what the Lego movies are, right? And I don't want to see satire. We, we want a, a nice chunk of lore from the Overwatch team. And you know what's kind of pissing me off a little bit? The Overwatch team, or sp- more specifically, Michael Chu, delivers <coughs> more lore on Twitter than he does in the in the game. Right. Like, if you just ask him questions about certain characters, he'll just answer them on Twitter. That's why you, you get tons of stuff, like tons of information like that. I'm like, why don't you put it in a fucking book? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It doesn't yeah, even have to be it like it sense. could. It could be. It could be like one of those. Like you know how they have like the the like the DC almanacs or the Marvel almanacs, or, you know stuff like that. They have like the, the 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 short histories of the characters and things that happened around them and stuff like that. Just put one of those out. Something, please. <laughs> you know, I'm asking nicely. It's something like a uh, Hyrule Historia or something over here. At this point, I'd take a Lego Overwatch movie. I'm down with that. Like they talk, and like I mean, I'm down with that. I'm down with anything at this point. It, that's desperation. You can't let the desperation set <laughs> in, Bob. <laughs> the terrorists win, Bob. <laughs> yeah. Hey, man. But, take whatever I can get. 
Right, yeah. Uh, I, I, I certainly will be getting one of these sets for uh, my son, quote unquote. Fuck that. I'm getting it for me. <laughs> yeah, they'll be on dis- on display right behind me. Right, exactly. So um, the next thing is, uh, you know, I woke up this morning because I wasn't staying up to see what the announcement was. They, that's like 5 a.m. Eastern time. No way. <laughs> um, they, I uh, woke up to the Shooting Star Cinematic. It's a diva animated short, which makes sense because they have an Overwatch fan fest in Korea. Actually, that's where the Overwatch, I think that's where most of the Overwatch team is, like Jeff Kaplan and those guys are in at the Fan Fest, and Gamescom is also going on. But uh, the Shooting Star Cinematic was, um, I liked it. I For some reason, I'm seeing a lot of like, oh, it was okay. It was meh. I liked it. Like j- Maybe because I appreciate good fight choreography. I appreciate good cinematography, great <laughs> sound design, good music. Like They had all of those things. Right. But you know what it didn't do? It didn't make you want to cry. So people are like, <laughs> eh, it's okay. Like people are like, if you, I, I like, look, everybody's entitled to their opinion. But, you know, if you think The Last Bastion is a better cinematic than that cinematic, I do yeah, probably exactly. think a little bit less of That's you. exactly <laughs> my sentiment. Dude, no, it I, was I, I unreal. It. it was unreal. Like, it just confirmed we need a movie. But I will say I cracked up at Mellow Yeti's comment in our in the in the Mash Discord where he said, "Oh, what did he say?" He said, "Uh, he said, con- okay, confirmation on how to play Diva. See the enemy, boost in without your team, burn all your <laughs> matrix, and hope for a bomb out of your rockets as you beg healers to help you." It's <laughs> pretty good. Yeah, uh, I mean, um, you know, I, I the, one of the complaints that I I've heard across the board, like on Twitter, actually a little bit in the Magic Discord and on Facebook, is that oh, it doesn't give you any lore on the character. I'm like, what are you talking about? Like Thank one, you. like yes, we knew that the Mecha unit fought fought robots that came from the sea. We did know that, but now you kind of get you you get more in depth information about that. You get to see who was in the Mecha squad. Until now, as far as we were concerned, every Mecha looked like divas. Yep. Every oh, yeah. Mecha looked like divas. Now we know they all look different. They're like goddamn Voltron. You yeah, know it's like saying? a Gundam Super crossover cool. or something. Exactly. It was pretty awesome. And plus the way the, the the wording behind like the way they described it, it was almost like they had a whole army of these, you know, of the, of these mechas, but they didn't. It was it's only like five of them. Yeah, you know, it was like you know a know unit. What I'm well, and now so, they yeah, can bring those in as more characters too. And yes, uh, so that's what on, I thought too. we'll get into Busan, but on one of the on Busan, one of the areas is the mecha base, and everybody's door is closed except divas. And I can guarantee you, if they bring more of those people into more of those like characters into the game, one of the hints is the door is going to be open now. Uh, that's <laughs> why I could I could just totally see that happening. But so you know you it's you got that. Yeah, obviously what the big takeaway from the uh, short is that you know how Divas Ultimate came to be. You know how they came up with that now. Like they 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 talk about that and and they I should say they use her ultimate. Um, but one thing that I appreciate is they they show divas. You learn more about diva as a person, right? While the rest of right. the team is out and they're like kind of on vacation, they just fought this big battle. They're just relaxing, whatever. Where is she? She's back at the base fixing up her mech 
talking about they need to be stronger because their enemies are getting stronger and she needs to be ready. That says a lot about her versus what you see in the game or what you've, you've heard. Like, you know, she's diva and she's kind of like a diva. She's been in movies. She's a gamer. She's Doritos and tortilla chips and shit like that. And she's not really all that serious. Like, she, she doesn't come off all that serious. But in this in this animated short, she comes off way, like, you get way more insight into her actual personality. Right. You know, and I really like that bit of, a bit about it. Yeah, like I thought that was like really cool that she okay, well she isn't just a diva. She isn't just, you know, some Korean gamer girl. She works really hard and she's the best because, you know, look at her work ethic. That's that's, you know, right. that that's who she actually is. And I one of my favorite parts, I talk about this sometimes. It comes up on the show sometimes. Is they showed how Defense Matrix actually works. <laughs> in case you didn't miss that for those who missed it defense matrix isn't just a void that shit goes into defense matrix when something enters the matrix the mecha actually shoots it down that's how it with works. lasers with right. lasers. lasers giant really, lasers it's been such a long time since i've played the game on higher settings i don't think they have an animation for that in the game at all do they Where i don't, it actually, I don't think so, so. that would be yeah. hard it's not hard. I think it'll make it more resource intensive, but not right. hard. You know what I'm saying? Um, I guess they'd have to just zoom to projectiles. Right. Well, the thing is, like you, they, your character model knows where it's being hit on the hitbox, and all it has to do is have a laser go from there to wherever the source is, pretty much. You know, but I've been playing with the game on low for so long. Cause that's what the pros do. No, but uh, <laughs> you know, but um. I haven't had a chance to say I really enjoyed it. And like I said, it's I, Alive is still my very favorite um, an, animated short. Not only because of the story, but because, in my opinion, it is really difficult to make a gunfight interesting. You know, and they did an excellent job with that in Alive. And this, with like the the cinematography, the camera angles, everything they did, it was I really really enjoyed it. Right. Uh, I don't know where exactly I'm a place. I actually need to kind of go back and watch through all of the cinematics. But you know what? It's ahead of the last bastion. <laughs> it is definitely ahead of the last bastion. I, I, I will definitely say definitely not uh, a tear count. <laughs> <laughs> I, I will say the only thing that kind of like huh, you know it was like a weird moment for me was that the enemy. Uh, Omnics were definitely those fucking drones from the Matrix, like hundred oh, yeah, percent. That's good call. <laughs> that one and uh, she Diva definitely friends on the shit out of that guy at the end. Of the- I know. I felt bad for him. I was like, oh, I know. Dude, like you just I've got shot there. down so hard. She wants Lucio like all day. You're you're out, man. <laughs> I know how he feels. Mm, so. If you caught oh, yeah. it, there is actually uh, on one of the computer monitors, there is Lucio's little frog logo, like right there in the corner is a nice little uh, Easter egg they put in. Yeah, I did see that. They also have a Blizzard Entertainment on her mech, if you look on it. Yeah. Yeah. So I I did enjoy the short. I thought it was I thought it was good. I don't know. It feel like, like, I don't know, when I woke up, I thought I was going to see people a bit more excited, but almost everything I saw was like, oh, it was okay. It wasn't that great. It was, uh, it was it was all right. It didn't do it for me. I'm just kind of like, this shit is awesome. <laughs> it's, it's very divisive. There, there were yeah. a lot of Facebook comments that I saw where about half of them were like, this is really great. And the other half was like, eh, you know, kind of just not feeling it too much. I liked it. 
Yeah, it, 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 exactly. I thought it was pretty cool. And Diva Mains wish their mech could stay in the air that long. <laughs> I know, which lore and game balance should never be confused. <laughs> <laughs> I do think, I mean, like, we know that the Overwatch team doesn't necessarily have, I, I'm sorry, but they just don't have a complete plan of what characters they want to put out and when. Uh, they put character. They put kits out. I'll say. I'll put it like this. They put kits out based on the need. They think. Like, look at uh, Brigitte. You know, she was a direct uh, result of the dive comp being so dominant. Uh, they put out Orissa because they, um, you know, they wanted a second anchor tank besides Reinhardt. They put out Doomfist because people wanted Doomfist, and they're like, <laughs> okay, you know, that's fine. Uh, so they don't have like a hard plan. Like we're gonna, it's not like Warcraft because Warcraft, those like expansions and stuff like that, those are like planned years in advance. Like the next two expansions, to my knowledge, the way Blizzard does expansions of Warcraft, the next two expansions are probably either done or in the works as of now in terms of story and what they want to do. You know, but um, with Overwatch, it's not like that. So I could totally see if this you know, gets a bit more popular, not necessarily the next hero, but maybe our hero next March, April will be, you know, it could be somebody from, you know, the Mecha team, which would be pretty cool. Cause you could put them in any role. You can have a healer Mecha. You can have a, 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 a you can have another tank Mecha if you wanted to, or you can have a DPS Mecha. Like, I'm pretty sure all those Mechas don't do the same exact thing. Right. I want a fucking Gundam style DPS Mecha like so bad. I just got through watching Iron Blooded Orphans, uh, the newer Gundam. Oh my God. It got me so hyped to watch Gundam again. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> oh nice. my God. Yeah. So I, I I'm going to give the, 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 the shooting star short a thumbs up and um i mean since blizzard is so predictable we know we're gonna get one at gamescom along with a new character not gamescom sorry blizzcon along with a new character surprise me blizzard don't give me a new animated short give me a new game mode (laughs) you know that would be i take that it yeah short game mode character everything overwatch 2 lego movie It is BlizzCon, so they they could do it. But let's talk about Busan a bit. Let's talk Busan, the new map that they released. It is a map based on the short because it has three areas. It has a a place called Sanctuary, a place called Downtown, and a place called Mecha Base. And uh, have you got? Did both of you get a chance to check out the map? I did. I watched the uh, little intro thing. I haven't logged on and actually gone through the map yet. Have you played in the map, Bob? No. Just... No. Okay. So, um, the th- three things. Oh, that's just say three things. Sorry. The thing that I noticed about all three maps, um, they are pretty spacious. They're pretty big maps with pretty big areas. The, I would say Sanctuary is the only one because they're control point maps. Sorry about that. Um, not control point, but control maps. Where you know, there's one control point, you know, you have to uh, fight for control of it. King of the Hill. Get 100%? Yeah, King of the Hill. Yeah. Um, but it's called control in the game. Uh-huh. <laughs> Officially. <laughs> but um, <laughs> Sanctuary is the only one that has a tighter space around the actual uh, control point. But the other two, Downtown and Mecha Base, have their, the area is really open to fight in. There are some choke points coming Mm. into the area, but the thing about those choke points is 
they're pretty far apart from each other. The two the two main choke points to get into the uh on Mecha Base specifically, the two choke points to get into the the area with the control point area are actually pretty far away from each other. So you're gonna hold one choke point, you're gonna hold the other choke point. You're not gonna hold both. But the area is actually pretty it's pretty open, which you don't see normally on control point maps. Like it's very rare, like um uh Sanctum on uh, Nepal is open. Um I don't think Lijiang Tower has an open control point. I guess technically speaking can, you can the control center map is the most open control point you have, but I'm talking about even more open than that. Another thing that each area has is high ground above the control point. Like the control point is lower is like on the on the base level and then there's always a high ground area. So in almost every area the the team, the attacking team, the team that doesn't have a control point can dive into the control area. And it's pretty big, like I said. Uh I've only well, played it a few times. But go ahead, Bob. Isn't there is doesn't one of the uh maps, one of the map areas around the control point have uh three walls that come up on and a go down. Yeah, and go down on a timing thing. Yeah. Um, I thought that, that was somebody interesting. Killed. That is, yeah. That that's somebody's gonna die because of that. Trust me. <laughs> um, yeah, the pros are gonna hate that. They're gonna hate that. Yeah. Well, since it's on a timer, that's something they can control. That's why they hated the uh, elevator on uh, Hollywood, is because they couldn't really. It was randomized when it went up and down. They couldn't really well, figure it out. But if these things are on a set timer that they can predict, it won't be so bad. But I do it, think that they built. It. Sorry, Bob. You go ahead. Oh yeah, it's no. That's it's it's not random <laughs> how it how it moves it's just when the game ends it stays when the round ends it stays at that spot and then starts at that spot when the next round starts so they don't know where it's going to start at the start of round two that's why they don't like it yeah uh, that's why they don't like the elevators right hollywood i assume they'll be the same on that map too Maybe they'll have taken that feedback and actually fixed it. I don't know. But uh, I do think that they built these maps with uh, Overwatch League in mind, specifically uh, for crowd-pleasing with sniper battles, uh, because King of the Hill is not uh, not traditionally very sniper-friendly. And the wide-open maps like this, and especially the platforms that are coming up and down and giving you that cover for just a second but forcing you to move, uh, it'll make for some really good sniper play uh, and anti-sniper and counterplay and things like that. Maybe the things the maps aren't wide open though. Like to get like to get into the areas, there's like some cover. You gotta you gotta make your way to it. But once you're actually there, like when you go downtown, once you're actually in the area where the fighting takes place, you actually come in above the control point and you have to go down to it. You know, and then once you get down there. It's like wide open. Like imagine um Lijiang Tower night market map, but the control point is a little bigger, I think, and there's no walls around you. Right. <laughs> you know, that, yeah, that that's kind of the, the thing. The, like the walls come up and down at different times. Yeah, it's, it's cool it's though. Pretty, it's it's cool. I wanna see how that plays because Overwatch isn't played like that right now. Overwatch is a game of choke points. Fights happen at choke points, <laughs> you know, and there's the choke points that you have to fight here to keep the enemy back and stuff like that. 
there there are multiple of them and they're not close to each other. Like, you know, on actually Night Market Lijiang Tower, one of the reasons why you push up to the team spawn is because that's the best choke point to fight at to keep them from getting out because their option is to go left or right and go through an even smaller choke point. Yeah. Well, all which waste time. How often do non-six stacks actually play the chokes correctly without you directing them? Hey, hey, let's move to the chokes. Move to the chokes. Move to the chokes. Choke. Well, that's the thing. You got you got to direct them, Bob. Like, okay, everybody move up. They're like, what? Move up? <laughs> like, I just want to stand here in the middle. This is the king. Like, no, no, this no. is the hill, right? Yeah, like, and they, then they finally start getting it, and hopefully, hopefully that knowledge is infectious, and they start telling people, like, oh, no, we did this last game. Just move up to the point. <laughs> you know, so... But no, Busan, I, I'm curious to see how it plays out. It's very different. And the Overwatch team, I, I give credit where credit's due. Um, they're, they are constantly improving their match, not, not match, sorry, their map making skills and trusting that the community will learn how to play these maps, which is why I think they, I really think they need to revisit all of their old maps and start ma- and make some tweaks to them. We talked Temple about a few Anubis, episodes ago. Please. What's that? Temple of Anubis, please change it. <laughs> Jesus Christ. The, the reason why they will never change Temple of Anubis is because their stats show that it is the most balanced map they have. Somebody brought that up a while ago. Somebody brought that up a while ago because people have complained about Temple of Anubis. Actually, Jeff Kaplan was talking about it. He said <clears throat> it's weird because people complain about Temple of Anubis and it's our most balanced map per statistics. However, Nobody complains about King's Row, and at the time, actually, probably now, he says it's our it's our least balanced map. Well, under under Rialto, Rialto's got major problems at the moment. Well, they're fixing it. They fix they're fixing it. So I think they need to revisit their old maps, tweak them a little bit, especially if they want to force you to use certain characters in certain maps, which kind of fix that issue we talked about a few weeks ago. But But I am curious. How, how cool does it look though? Like coming from a person who likes a lot of clutter, like if you look at my wall behind me, just a ton of cool shit all in a small area. This map is that. It's like Japan. Oh yeah, it's Easter Egg City in there. It's super, super cool. Uh so I think it looks gorgeous as opposed to the bland oasis look. Yeah, it does. It looks really, really, really nice. Um, I do think the, the art department did a great job on it, especially like the mecha base where you, uh, you know, you fight, you basically fight in the area where they launched the mechas. That's where you fight. And it's a big area, man. Like, did you, you didn't make it to that map, did you? Because you said you, you probably just went to like a practice mode and went in. Me? Yeah. No, I watched like seven different content creators walk oh, through okay. video. So I watched yeah. you know, your Overwatch Stylos, Overwatch Central, and then a few other smaller names just to see everything and different people's points of view. Yeah, when I was watching it, um, not watching it, so when I was playing it, I was just like, when I went into the middle, I'm like, man, this is, this is fucking huge. Like, where am I supposed to go? Like, I was playing Hanzo too, and it really just worked out my advantage. I could be super far away from somebody, and I could just see the fight wide open. And I'm curious to see how the Overwatch community handles that, because I think it will be super ineffective to just stay behind your shield and move around as a group in this extremely large area. And then what happens when you actually start fighting? You know, so 
it's, I think this map is actually going to force your team to split up a bit. Like, you know, you're not just going to be doing these 6v6 team fights anymore. You're going to have to have your Genji or your Tracer or your Winston jump off and get the people in the distance. You're going to need people with mobility, but then you're also going to need strong people on the point. You know? So, I think it's pretty cool. Uh, and in the current meta, almost anything's freaking viable. So, yeah, we'll see. <laughs> That means well, it's a good, healthy meta, though. Yeah, yeah. It's just confusing at times. Oh, yeah. Right. Uh, well, let's roll into the PTR report, because the PTR has been updated with the new map, Busan, obviously. Um, so that's that's pretty cool. And they also added a hero gallery filter feature, which allows you to filter the types of... Actually, I'll just read it. It says, oh, view, sweet. All of the, yeah, view all of the cosmetic Overwatch. Cosmetics Overwatch has an offer with a new filter feature in the Hero Gallery. Customizers search for cosmetics by category, uh, including seasonal events or whether they're from the Overwatch League rarity and whether they are unlocked or waiting to be collected. Oh, my God, so, Ja. Finally, you can just take the fluff out. You don't even have to see it anymore, Ja. No sprays, no voice lines. Going. That is true. That is very true. That is very true. I, I do appreciate that. But let's <laughs> the more important stuff. Let's get to the hero update center on the PTR. So uh, there is an update to antibiotic rifle. Technically speaking, uh, what had happened is that they increased the precision of her relative aim sensitivity while zoom slider. So I guess it'll be a bit more precise when you're aimed in. Brig got a nerf. She got a nerf that she deserved, though. This kind of balances her out a little bit. Shield Bash now knocks down and gets knocked down by other charging targets, e.g. Reinhardt and Doomfist. Basically, the same thing that happens to Reinhardt and Doomfist when they charge into each other. It, it now happens to Brig. If she charges while Ryan charges, you'll knock. You'll both knock each other down. But, you know... You, I, I think that's a nerf for Brig because instead of Brig just being able to stop the Reinhardt charge and just keep attacking, now she gets knocked down. And she's super vulnerable. I'm curious if she studs him from the side as he's going by, if she still gets knocked down. Should have tested that. If it follows Reinhardt rules, then generally you still cancel out. If I'm not mistaken, if you charge an enemy Rhine and you come in from a perpendicular angle, then you still connect and it just knocks each other down. I think it's just a lot easier for them I don't uh, know. with their programming and everything. It's hard to tell because I don't think I've ever hit a Rhine perpen like at a 90 degree angle perpendicular. I mean, I've never done it he's perfectly. Charging, but I have done it right before they hit a wall. And I think I still get the charge on him. Not sure about that, but I always am trying to hit them right when they hit the wall because that's the easiest to time. Like trying right. to hit them as they go by would be almost impossible for me. Maybe for some people they could do it, but for me, no. Nah. It mostly happens by accident. Let's be real. <laughs> <laughs> well, Let's be real. When I get more, them right before they more. hit the wall, it's it's definitely not accident. It's definitely preemptive, but... I'm talking about hit, hitting the Reinhardt, yeah. the, a charging Reinhardt, charging right. Ryan, being a charging Reinhardt, hitting a charging Reinhardt from the side. That's a fucking accident. Yeah, listeners, if you <laughs> have ever seen that or a clip of that, send it to us because I'd love to see that. Yeah. So now, like, th this will be a bigger change because you often do stop a Reinhardt from the side, or at least I do, uh, as Brig uh, Brigitte, Brigitte, as uh, we're supposed to say. Brigitte. 
But um, yeah. uh, that happens quite a lot. And if it does still cancel out, that's a that's a major nerf because Ryan's no longer instantly defenseless or Ryan's no longer stunned uh, out of his charge. And you can't just like wail on him. You know, it's just like a normal regular stop. So if you're by yourself as Brig, now your shield bash is off cooldown and you can't really do a lot except you're also uh, on whip shot him and run. Yeah. yeah, you're also semi stunned for a second, which is good. Yeah, like it's by like if I see a brig go down, I'm going to shoot her. Like because like that, like you need to get her out before she gets back up and has a chance to put her shield up. So yeah, I would um, I would definitely do that. So um, yeah, so that's that's a nerf to brig. But let's talk about these Reinhardt fixes. They they they've. You know, fixed half the problem with Reinhardt. I'll take what I can get right now. Uh, this is direct from the uh, the PTR Earth Shatter. Got a rework. Uh, it now consistently hits enemies near walls. No longer will hit enemies that enter the damage cone after the wave has passed. It will no longer damage enemies behind barriers and will always travel up incline around the payload. I have at least two videos of those things happening. Um, so yeah, they finally got that Reinhardt rework. Actually, they had a, uh, not rework, but the, 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 uh, earth shatter fix. They have some comments here. It says we've given earth shatter a complete overhaul to combat, to combat inconsistencies with its performance. These changes will make earth shatters behavior more predictable and effective. So now this makes things a little bit better. I, I've definitely lost like a round or even a match or two where I'll do an earth shatter and either nobody falls or the person directly in front of me doesn't fall. You know, um, I have been earth shattered behind a shield. I have been holding my shield up. I have had a, and have been earth shattered or have been, had an earth shatter happen. I was up and my two allies behind me were down. So that's a that's a huge deal that they fixed that. Um, he'll be 100% if they fix his charge because his charge is a fucking issue right now. All right. Last night, even, there was oh one that was so ridiculous. It was complete and total bullshit. Oh, yeah. Like, I... Was it last night? Where it was it? Was it you with me, or did you guys? It was it leave? was me that got charged. Uh, you got charged. Oh right. yes, where he knocked you out the way. So this is what happened to Kinder. I saw it happen with my own two eyes. <laughs> like <laughs> Kinder gets hit, right? Gets knocked out of the way, but because the charge is still going, Kinder is not in Ryan. Like he is not in Reinhardt's like range now. Reinhardt should have just passed him by. Gets sucked back in. To the charge. Two bugs in one charge. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> that was ridiculous. I, I think that was just that was just Jedi moves. Like it was you I don't just know. I got black hole into it Ryan from Jedi. out of nowhere. I got like, absolutely black hole into that. <laughs> it was like what? I've had, yeah, I've definitely had things where I've knocked people and then I'm, I turn just a little bit left and I still get the charge on them. I've I've had that before when they're like knocked into a wall and they bounce back, but I've I don't think I've seen the dude. dude this was in the thing. air. This was actually um was it Horizon in that middle area of Horizon? I, I think we were on Hollywood that round. We were on Hollywood mistaken. that round. I think you so. were up to no good. 
it was in a it was in a it was in an open area. Like he didn't bounce off anything. I thought he was clear. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I should have been clear. I was like ten feet in the air, like yeah. gone. It was, I thought he was clear, and then like no, it just sucked him right back in. I had a um after you guys left, I earth shattered uh, a team, and I charged dead straight on with the Winston, and Winston's still on the ground, and it just knocks his lay, his laying down body. Hit him, knocks him to the side. The fuck? <laughs> like, come on. So, I yeah, think, they... Go ahead. Uh, I think this is a good change. Uh, I, 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 oh, I don't yeah, see how change. you can <laughs> not like this. It's going to be hard for me to retrain my brain because looking at some of the videos of what's on PTR, you can hit people. They're basically... Uh, that around corners like you can't see their full character model around the corner but you can still hit them and it's just been my rule of thumb for a for a while now to just not do those shatters and save for more open space so i think i'm gonna miss a few really good possible shatters because i just don't do it because my brain just automatically tells me you can't do that here yeah like if you can see them if they're in the line of sight at all i mean like they're back heel can be in your line of sight and you should still get the shatter if the wave gets to him fast enough. You know? Yeah, um, I mean, it's, it's going to be cool. It's just going to be hard to feel out initially for me. Right. No, I, I got you. So we got half the Reinhardt problem fixed. I said last night on Twitter, actually, this was after I knocked that the Winston on the ground away. I said, I don't want to see another Overwatch character until Reinhardt's fixed. So hopefully... By November, they'll make my wish come true and have his charge, you know, fixed and, and taken care of. See, see, you know, so we can see what's going on with that. Can we just make but, his charge cancelable? I'd love that. Um, that would be big, actually. That would be, be huge. pretty big for him, yeah. That would be pretty big for him. So, also, I forgot, Widow's Kiss. Um, that's, that's Widowmaker's gun, I'm pretty sure. It also got that same buff that Anna did about the, about the precision. Not really a buff, because... I mean, if you ain't if you're missing the shot, you're missing the shot. So. <laughs> yeah, I, That's I, the way it is. It'd be nice if they had a button you could click that would say "match one to one of normal" in game sense, so you didn't have That'd to do nice. all the math and get a calculator out and everything else to to match it one to one. Although I know the pros nice. don't match it one to one because they want that. But most of us, if we're going to play Widow, we want to have it matched one-to-one. Yeah. You, when you're first starting, you probably want to match one-to-one, just so you can get it down a little bit yeah. and then you work on tweaking. But, uh, yeah, let's move from the PTR report to Game Sense. Now, why are we talking about Game Sense? What is Game Sense? You may, you may be asking, what is that, Ja? Well, Game Sense is being aware of things that are happening in the game and making decisions, you know, off of them, you know, doing, you know, making, maybe you, uh, you notice that, let's see, I'm trying to think, oh, you notice that Reinhardt haven't, hasn't used his ultimate in a while, so he might have his ultimate, or Diva didn't use their ultimate in a while, they might have their ultimate, or, uh, you know, your healers are dying a lot, you know, stuff like that, you, you know, you watch the kill feed, things like that, you know, being aware of what's happening in, the game. The reason we're bringing it up is because Visor.gg, who you know they used to be Mayhem.gg, we've partnered with them uh, for Prepare to Attack. They released a software client 
that you, it runs as an overlay in the game and it pays attention to what's happening in the game and it delivers certain information to you and um so you'll deliver stuff like uh oh your healers are are dying uh, a lot or you're missing this amount of your shots or you know what this is your accuracy right now and basically like it, it, when it's paying attention to the game it gives you tips on what to do in the game right and it even i think one of the more controversial features is that it can tell you when an enemy ultimate it, they either they're going to have their ultimate or you know when they like you know that they might have their ultimate soon I think actually one of the screenshots that I saw, it said, you know, enemy diva will have her ultimate in 10 seconds. And the way the game client really does that is it pays attention to, you know, when the last time the diva used their ultimate. And it also, uh, you know, takes a look at whose diva is killing. Plus it takes time into consideration, you know, stuff like that. And it tries to come up with the best, I guess, approximation of when diva may have her ultimate. A lot of people have a problem with this. A lot of people are saying that this is cheating, that it is a cheat to do that because it's automating, you know, it's it's giving you information that the game doesn't normally give you. And that's kind of what we wanted to, well, I wanted to kind of start there. So do you got, what do you guys think about that? Do you think it's like cheating or it's, you know, it's hard to say it's kind of like cheating in the sense that, especially for lower SRs, it's going to give them a lot of information that they wouldn't have been cataloging. Uh, in the higher S- SRs, you're going to have someone doing this usually. From 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 what I've seen, you know they're they're going to be calling it out because they're going to be cataloging it in their head. It's one of the things that helps certain people get up to high ranks is because they can do they can they can do that. Um, right, it's a skill. All right, this is, for but, from my perspective. Oh, go ahead, go ahead. Uh, I was just, I was just going to say, but it's not aiming for you. It's not giving you wall hacks. It's not giving you that type of cheating. So if Blizzard offered it in game, it would be one thing. Then you couldn't call it cheating at all. It's just in game tooltip client is basically what it would, would, would be. And Blizzard's got to know about it because they just secured 4.5 million dollars for development good job to our buddy zouster over there so they're not going to secure that type of money without blizzard giving it some sort of okay behind this behind the scenes i i think it's a good thing and i think it i think it might not have a place in comp but boy it could really help a lot of people just learning the game and new people coming in so I think they built a neat product. I don't. I'm sorry, Kendra. I'll go ahead. I'll let you. Okay. Um, from my perspective, they offer tools with certain characters that do similar things to what this client does, uh, like Sombra's hack. Uh, one of the things that it does is it tells you that an enemy has an ultimate, and when you have when you die and you get to see their screen, you get to have their ultimate and things like that. That's all game sense. That's things that are in the game. Yes. But the fact that it comes from an ability or uh, or having having to sacrifice something to get that information, having that kind of recon in the game is part of the counterplay of the game itself. Uh, so that particular bit of information 
uh, telling you that the enemy is going to have ult soon, things like that. That seems to me, at least, unfair in competitive mode. I think that it's an excellent tool for quick play and for custom games, things like that. Um, And you should probably have, you should probably need an option somehow or another to disable it if you're going uh, like 6v6s, like in custom games with another team, things like that. So that's kind of iffy, but it doesn't belong in comp. I think quick play, it should definitely be there. That's why I was saying, like, if it was offered in game, then everybody has it and everybody has the option to use it. And that's why it would be okay at that point. So that's that's the only thing that I see right. as a problem it, is that it's a third. Then again, program. yeah, you're right. It is a free tool. It's free to download, free to use. So everybody has the option to use it. So it's not like you necessarily have a an unfair advantage in that respect, as long as it remains free. It's uh, it's the same argument with console players being allowed to use mouse and keyboard. Everybody's not going to do it. So you know, yeah, it's but that's also not free. You can that's a pay to win kind of thing because you True. have to purchase the equipment to do that. This is a free application that anyone on PC can use. So that's where it's no longer black and white. Yeah, I'm kind of torn on it, uh, mainly because the the client gives you information, but you still have to be able to take that information and use it properly, right? The client can tell you that your healers are dying too fast, and now you actually need to take that information and make a change and keep your healers from dying. It's not like it does it for you. It doesn't make it, it doesn't say your healers are dying because they are by themselves over here. Like, it's not giving you that type of information. It's like, hey, you need to check in on your healers. It's more like a reminder there. Uh, in terms of the ultimates, like, Diva's going to have her ultimate in 10 seconds. Okay. That, that's fine. Like, okay, I, now I know she's going to have her ultimate, but when Diva finally does pop that ultimate or does something with that ultimate, it's still information. It's just information unless you can actually. Um, stop it! Like, well, you, one, you can't stop Diva from using her ult, right? Like, what are you gonna do? Just constantly hide around corners until Diva uses her ultimate? You know what I'm saying? Like, you know she yeah. has it. So I will say yeah. though, as Ryan, if someone reminds me that the other Ryan has his shatter, I definitely act differently <laughs> when someone re- like reminds me of that. Right, and with Zarya ult, you don't group up as much, or uh, when. Uh, they have Genji ult and Ana ult ready, you know, it's like, all right, Nana Blade's coming. So, you know, spread out, make sure we know how to counter that thing. Like that's valuable information. Right. And that's that a is huge valuable part information, of- but only, I'm um, sorry, but only the, the newest of the new wouldn't really know that. You know what I'm saying? Because even in low ranking games, you'll hear somebody say, Yo, I think Zarya has her ultimate. Or actually, oh, oh my god, I don't even know why I thought about this, but when you're watching the kill cam, you can see when somebody has their ultimate. You know what yeah, I'm that's saying? That's what I was saying earlier. It's it's put yeah. into the game as a thing, but you also have to make a sacrifice to get that information by dying. Yeah, you do. But at the same time, like, you know, more than unless you're trashing the other team, which at that point it doesn't matter if they have the ultimates or not, because you're kicking their ass. But you know, but unless you're trashing the other team, you have a good idea of when it, of where enemies are. Uh, I mean, not necessarily, though. Not where they are, but where they are in terms of their ultimate. But go ahead. I mean, I was going to say not necessarily, though, because you get into, if you're playing correctly, say on King of the Hill, a couple of failed pushes, even if you're winning those team fights decidedly, 
the enemy team, they farm some ult, they, they, they can change the game immediately. So they, they don't, you don't have to be kicking their ass. If they don't get any kills because a team fight went in your favor or they lost two people and then retreated properly, um, then their kill cams, you know, they're, they're using that, but you don't die. So you don't necessarily have the information like they do. I mean, I, I don't think that's a really solid point because that's how Overwatch is played at higher ranks. You don't go in full stack, full six all the time and trade everything. You know, you had to go in and you win a fight or you don't win a fight, lose a couple of people and then back the hell out. Right. Well, the the point I was trying to get across is that still like in, in, at most levels, including lower levels, people will still pay attention to when somebody has their alt or not. You know what I'm saying? Like they may not be, it may not be as actionable or they may not take action the way people do in high ranks. Actually, that's probably why they're still in gold and silver because they don't take the actions they need to. Like they know our enemy Reinhardt knows that they're, you know, that the other Reinhardt has his ultimate and yet they're still swinging. You know, like he's, he's got it, but yet they're still swinging away. Like that, that's part of the problem. But it's information that after playing Overwatch for a short period of time, you should be getting used to. Other than that, you're just going to be in bronze regardless. Right. You know. But there are also situations, too, and this goes back to you talking about the uh, TTK being really long. Um, if you're in a drawn out battle with just like triple tank comp with Brig and everything, and you're just in, a, in this brawl. It's not very uncommon at all for someone to be at 30 percent going into a fight and then get it mid fight and be like, all right, I'm popping it now. And, you know, it's a game changer uh, on will. both sides. And the way it does it is with the kill feed and time. So it definitely doesn't track all ults. As well as some, and sometimes it's completely off. Okay, right. well, if it does it that way, then that's a lot better. I, I thought it was like tracking damage and things like that. And no, it doesn't it, track. It, it, only, it, doesn't, it doesn't hook into the game. It, it can only deal with what information it has on the screen. Yeah, oh, visual okay. information. So it does see who kills someone. That's how it knows the last time they, they use the ultimate is because it sees the ultimate kills in the kill feed. Right. Well, that, that's not so, so bad, then. That's really not all that bad. And it also reads the chat, I think, too. Right. Yeah, the so, action items in the chat. Right. So, you know, like, yeah, that's that's kind of that's kind of the thing. Like, right, I, I understand that, yes, it can give a, a bit of an advantage, but once you get to a, a certain level, which is actually a, a pretty low level, these are things that you should be paying attention to anyway. And if you don't, that's probably why you're stuck in a super low rank like bronze or maybe even low silver because you have no game sense, right? Um, and that's where the topic comes from. Like, you know, what is game sense? What should you be looking for while you're playing the game? You know, obviously one thing is keeping track of ultimates. You know, like if somebody uses their ultimate, uh, now you know you're kind of clear, right? Um, or not just ultimates, but abilities too. Like, you know, if you have Earth Shatter, but there's a Brigitte, you probably shouldn't use your Earth Shatter until after she's used her stun. <laughs> you know, that that's game sense. Paying attention to things that people have done. Like, you know, if you're a Reaper and you want to use Death Blossom, you don't use Death Blossom while Anna has her sleep dart and while Hog has his hook. You know, that that's, that's game sense right there. So it's like, you know, Maybe you wait until Hog tries to hug or wait until Annie uses a sleep dart. It's like, boop, okay, there it is. You know, um, game says Reinhardt, you don't charge into an Orissa when she has Fortify. 
you know, you got to pay attention to, you know, to that stuff. So that's, that's actually the easier stuff, in my opinion, paying attention to, you know, abilities and cooldowns. But more importantly, what's happening with your team? You know, you, you have a Genji on your team, but he keeps dying. Why is he dying? Is he, you know, out of position too much? Is he going ahead of the team? You know, does he suck? Which encompasses points one and two that I made. <laughs> you know, so, like, you know, what's going on? Can, you know, are, are your healers are getting dove on? Do you need to, you know, make a change to your, uh, you know, to the character you're playing? Or does one of the DPS needs to change or something like that? You know? Like yep, that, I get you. Game it's, yeah. yeah, it's more like we should classify different types of game sense. Like, this is cataloging game sense. It's something that traditionally in pro teams the Lucio would do or the uh the off heel would would do it would be cattle would be cataloging alts uh calling well I guess everybody calls hook down tracer no recall yada 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 but it's cataloging information and game sense rather than straight up like game sense. It's not gonna tell Ride don't use Shatter because Brig hasn't used, you know hasn't used her stun. So right. that does that does that does make sense. I I, yeah. I do think that it will using this tool uh will definitely help you improve your own game sense. Uh get That's you used to certain things. Um it's it seems like it would really help in situations where uh you've had those games where it's just like I want this game to end or you're not getting anywhere. You just keep going in and before you know it, three and a half minutes has passed. And your team hasn't gotten anywhere, even if it feels like you're not necessarily doing anything wrong. You're just you're trickling, doing something. It'll tell you uh, things of that sort. You know, it's like, hey, look, chill out. Go ahead. And we know for a fact that the reason Zouster created this whole program in the in the beginning is because he wanted to help people get better at the game. That was the whole point of it. I can't believe in a million years that he would create something that he believed to be (laughs) cheating. Right. Right. Yeah. And that's the thing. Like it's the like I say, it gives you information. It doesn't do it for you. It is not like an aim bot. Or even a wall hack. Because somebody I heard somebody compare this to a wall hack. Well, a wall hack just gives you information. It shows you where the enemies are, and then you can it's information that you can it's, take action on. But it's not it's information not the you same could have gotten thing. yourself. Yeah, like it's not exactly it's not information you could have got yourself. One. But two, having a wall hack is different because if you have a wall hack um, which may be a little less effective in Overwatch unless you're playing certain characters, but bam, you can pre-fire a corner when you see somebody coming around it. I've had that happen to me in the last two weeks to a, to a wall-hacking widow, you know, uh, or you can, uh, you know, as a junk rat, you can spam a certain location because you know somebody is in there. So, oh, yeah, that's you know, whole, that's... If you're not playing Junkrat like that, you're playing him wrong. <laughs> right. But now you know for sure like that somebody's there and you you know it that that gives you an unfair advantage. A tool like this reminds me of when I used to play UT competitively. Uh there were tools that you can use to time weapon respawns or well, respawns, period. And not player respawns, but you're talking about respawning weapons or respawning items like uh the health keg or the big pack of health, or the uh, the amp that, that gave you double damage and stuff like that. The thing about those tools, they weren't considered cheating 
they were considered cheesy. If it was found out that you really that you were using it, you lost a, a ton of respect in the community uh, for <laughs> using that shit. Not to mention it was a pain in the ass because the game the game itself did not tell those timers when to start. Right? If you you would actually have to see somebody take a weapon and then hit the timer, you know, to to start the timer working so that you know when you need to get back there to get that weapon. And um, the reason why it's important, like Ultimate Tier, is because map control and Unreal Tournament is how you won games. If two people of equal skill went into a competitive match for a 1v1 in Unreal Tournament, the thing that separated them is how well they can control the map. Do you go for your favorite weapon? Do you go for his favorite weapon? Do you stop, you know, you need to stop him from getting the big keg of health. You need to stop him from getting the amp, and you need to get that to give yourself the advantage. So timers were actually a huge deal. Uh, if you can actually manage to, to or I should say, the wet, you know, timing that stuff was a huge deal. Most of us did it in our head, but some people did it using the electronic timers, and it's kind of like, well, you're just a bitch for using it, but it's not necessarily <laughs> cheating. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right. Uh, in this case, I honestly think that uh, new players, this would help out tremendously, and once you got used to doing game sense on your own, you'd probably stop using it, because getting those tooltips all the time would probably be annoying. Yeah, I'm going to try it. I can report back next next week. I'm going to give it a shot. Yeah, I'll See. give it a shot as well because I think I definitely have game sense issues in certain areas and uh, keeping track of things. And I do get that kind of laser tunnel vision sometimes. Nah, you no way. And not Kinder, as bad get as back you, here. Mr. Get back here with your ride, ride Kinder. Oh, you, dude, you, you, you play that out. I heard you are prepared to attack. You play that out way too much. It's bullshit. <laughs> call, I'm calling you I bullshit. I complimented you last night, though. <laughs> I'm glad you weren't there to hear it. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, game sense. It's important. When we, I think we, you know, Kinder suggested it, but I think we might have an episode on prepared to attack specifically on game sense because that is something that a lot of beginners probably need help with, at least knowing what they should be looking for in the game to help themselves out. So maybe we'll get that done. Um, so yeah, this week we didn't stream the show and you know, we, our schedule was off and I forgot to get a community question. So no community question this week. Uh, we're still looking for people to get involved with our game show episodes. So if you are interested in that, let me know. And uh, we, you know, do have a couple slots still available for our monthly community episode this month. So please let me know about that as well if you are interested, which, like I said, the community episode is you're a community member, you have a topic you want to talk about, we'll bring you on, and you talk about it. We're going to have an episode full of that stuff, so it should be a good time. Uh, we do have two community events this week. We, like I mentioned before, the Xbox Game Night is happening on August 24th at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Uh, so if you're on the Xbox, you know, join the Watchpoint Radio Overwatch club on the xbox and uh also you should probably come in the discord too and hook up with mellow yeti and you guys can all you know all get together for a game that should be a good time and there was an impromptu ps4 game night that was just formed uh looks like they're going to also do that on august 24th at 9 p.m eastern standard time so both console communities will have a game night on friday night august 24th 9 p.m est what's up bob and for you PC users, there is a new game night happening. Uh, it's being started up by the uh, Chaos Crew Fan Club for the Mayhem team in Overwatch League. It, it is at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time 
this Friday the 24th. So there is a game night for everybody this this week. Uh, we will put the Discord link in the show notes, and I'll put it in our community features in Discord, and I will tweet it out Friday night. Okay. And, um, oh, you know, we're going to start closing now. First up, prepare to attack. We have a new episode out. Brigitte is now available on Prepare to Attack. Leaf Throws was kind enough to come back again and uh, coach another episode. And this time, Kender is the host, and he didn't say Brigitte's name right one time. <laughs> he keeps giving me shit about that. <laughs> Not once. But it, was a, but it was a great episode. Oh, yeah, totally great pronunciation episode. Pronunciation or not. A great episode. <laughs> Just listen to Leaf's pronunciation and try your best. Uh, Brigitte. <laughs> Brigitte. I just, yeah. I'm so used to saying, like, just, I'm, I'm just used to not saying it Brigitte. that way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we, we do have the new Prepare to Attack episode out. Definitely check it out. Give us some feedback. Tell us what you thought. We'd appreciate it. Uh, we do normally stream Every Tuesday at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So, you know, if you enjoy the show and you're on Twitch, come check us out. We'd love to have you in the chat. We want to hear about your Overwatch stories. So, you know, we're going to get into our contact a little bit later. And I've already mentioned our Xbox One club, which is Watchpoint Radio Overwatch. And we also have a PS4 community, which is Watchpoint Radio Overwatch as well. So please join that community so you can be involved in game nights. And also Discord, guys. Like, we'd love to have you on Discord. It's discord.me slash mash those buttons. And uh, always talk about Heroes of Overwatch as well. It's a Facebook group that you can join if you if you enjoy Overwatch, which has uh, you know a ton of players on PC, Xbox, and PS4. So whether you're just looking to keep up on the news or the latest memes, definitely check out Heroes of Overwatch. Uh, thanks, you guys, for listening. We really appreciate it. You, know, you can check us out on Twitter.com/slash/WatchpointRadio. And you can check us out on our personal social medias as well. You guys want to go ahead and. Start giving those out. You can find me on Twitter at blazin underscore Bob. That's B-L-A-Z-Z-I-N underscore B-O-B. All information about what I do is there. And you can find me on Twitter at Nerf Kinder, please. That's P-L-S. Also, www.fraggingout.com, twitch.tv slash fraggingout, and Twitter at fraggingoutpod. All right, you can check me out on Twitter at Church of Ja, and you can also check me out on twitch.tv slash mash those buttons. Sometimes I do stream myself. And uh, can you do yeah. me a favor, Ja? Yeah, what's up? Can you just, every time you do your Church of Ja Twitter, just throw in the clip of that song, Take Me to Church, just right after? <laughs> Seems like a lot of work, Bob. <laughs> well, once you did it the first time, you know, it'd be easy. After just stick that. it on the sound pad. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. You can yeah. just do it right there. Boom. Yeah. So you can uh, check me out there without the song. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, we, uh, like we so said, we encourage you guys to reach out to us. So with your comments or questions, so, you know, you can contact us at WPRMashThoseButtons.com. You can reach out to us on Twitter or on Facebook or on SoundCloud or the website. You know, feel free to reach out to us if you want to hear from you hear what you got to say hear about your stories and uh if you enjoy the show and you want to help us out you know the best way to do that is to share the show with others and also to rate and review the show on your favorite podcast platform of choice you want to take your support a bit further we do have a patreon which is patreon.com 
slash watchpoint radio. Uh, and, you know, tremendous support there. Thank you guys very much for, you know, what the support you're giving us there. Um, we got some projects in the works that I hope you enjoy. And it's, uh, you know, we're going to do something with the money you give us. So thank you very much. Uh, we also have a Teespring store, which is uh, teespring.com slash store slash mash those buttons. And you can check out the Mash Those Buttons merch there, like a Watchpoint Radio shirt or mug, whatever you want to get. And uh, we, you can also become a Twitch subscriber, which is twitch.tv uh, slash mash those buttons. Like I mentioned earlier, you can subscribe on Twitch and that helps us with our streaming efforts. We really do appreciate the support that you guys give us there as well. And I encourage you guys to stay tuned after the show to hear about our other shows. And with that, we are done for the week. We hope you enjoyed the show and we hope to see you next week. Peace. Later. Hammond's tough. Thank you for choosing a Mash Those Buttons podcast. We hope you enjoyed the show. If you'd like to subscribe to one of our shows, you can find us on multiple podcast platforms across iOS and Android. Just search for the show on a podcatcher like Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts and hit subscribe. If you can't find us on your favorite podcast platform of choice, just go right to the MashThoseButtons.com website, grab the RSS feed, and put it into your podcatcher of choice. If you want to check out some other podcasts you may enjoy, you should check out mashosbuttons.com slash shows. For World of Warcraft fans, we have two podcasts, WoW Talk, which is our news and community podcast, and The Torn and the Goblin, which is our lore and story podcast. If you enjoy Overwatch, make sure to check out Watchpoint Radio to keep up with the latest on Overwatch and its community. If you enjoy fighting games, make sure you check out Double Tap for the latest in the FGC. If you're a fan of The Division or looking forward to The Division 2, make sure you check out Sit Rep Radio. If you want to keep up with the latest that mash those buttons, you can follow us on Twitter at twitter.com slash mtbsite, facebook.com slash mash those buttons, and youtube.com slash mash those buttons. We'd also like to have you join our Discord community. So just go to discord.me slash mash those buttons and join us for a chat. Once again, thanks for listening, and we'll catch you next time.